Okay, it's recording now. <laughs> oh my god, everything. Yeah, it's a lot right now. Wake me up when September ends. Just started. No. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm happy about because I'm tired of August. I but. I'm I was gonna say happy September. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's celebrating, you know, yeah. on the blogosphere. But everyone's all about like those Lands End knit sweaters mm-hmm. and drinking hot beverages. And I still have a fan pointed at my face on full blast all night because it's so hot. Yeah. But I'm also a baby. It's cooling down though. Yeah. It, it's just like it, it's just like sporadic. No, I wanna I wanna say to everyone real quick, uh well first of all, hello, welcome Hysterical History. It's a podcast. <laughs> Hi, we're not a weather podcast. Comedy history. <laughs> I want to start a weather podcast where I just complain about how hot it is every day. Seasonal podcast. Uh, I'm Alexis. I'm Haley. And uh, there's so much. This episode in particular is brought to you by centuries of racial bias yes. in history research. What is it? Uh, I mean, I already know. But. We're going to be talking about... Black cowboys. Yeehaw. Black cowboys. (laughs) Want to be a cowboy, baby. Mm -hmm. Save save a horse ride, cowboy. Mm. I don't know. (laughs) I mean. It's a dirty song. It is. A lot of country is very dirty. It's true. Country matters, as it were. (laughs) A lot of country is not black, though. (laughs) Every time there's a black country singer, I'm like, oh. Right. And Fascinating. We're going to talk about that mm-hmm. and, like, why that's kind of weird. And yeah. that's all part of the, the lack of history. Whitewashing. Intentional lack of history. Yeah. There, there was uh, one of the sources that I was looking at in the introduction. They were talking about how difficult it was to do some of the research for this. Yeah. And this was, like, not current. I think they started doing their research, like, in the 70s. Sure. Uh, or, like, 80s. But they contacted a historical society in Oklahoma, and they were actually told, sorry, we don't keep black history. Like, we don't oh. we don't keep black people's history here in the historical society. Here? Mm. It's like, I... Yike. Oh, you said the racism part out loud. Yeah. You're not... You can't... I mean... Do- you no get. offense to people who live there, but you know how Oklahoma be, like, you, you know, historically. Uh, yeah, historically it's Ooh. been a lot. But something I want to, again, want to talk about is that that is not, like, the authentic Oklahoma experience. Like, authentic mm-hmm. Oklahoma history is multiracial, multicultural. Right. Uh, and it's you just got to embrace what's actually real instead of a white myth about it. Right. And, I mean, it would have to be. It's like, I don't know if it's technically in the South Civil War-wise. I don't know if it was a state. Uh, it's the Indian Territory. Okay. It's not a time. state during Civil it's War. It's not okay. a state yet. Yeah, that's what I figured. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they have to be multicultural. They sent all of the natives there. <laughs> that's where they sent people. <laughs> And by they, I mean Andrew Jackson, <laughs> piece of trash. What a piece of garbage. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, a big pet peeve of mine is when people, when they watch media, are like, that's not realistic because there's a brown person in it. Mm-hmm. Or there's like a woman in it who's just not a uterus. Or there's people mm-hmm. who are behaving in anything other than a very modern concept of straightness. Yeah. 
It's like Nas, people all throughout time, man. These stereotypes. They're all over the place. Yeah. It's, yeah, there are black people in the past. I, I mean, I yeah. Know you know it. I mean, we recently talked about a black man who is a samurai. Like, they're everywhere. They're doing a lot of stuff. And black people in history, it's kind of like four big categories. It's like ancient Egypt. Yep. Uh, slave trade, mm-hmm. civil war, and civil rights. Yep. And outside of that, like, they don't exist for mm-hmm. the most part. Right. And so it's going to be, like, part of Cowboys. It's a bigger topic of, you know, it's, they're everywhere all the time. Right. They don't just, like, go away into a cupboard when you don't want to talk about <laughs> racism. You sit over here while the other kids are talking. <laughs> while the white people have their history time. It's like, ew. Gross. Hate that. Very gross. Mm-mm. Uh, and cowboys in particular are uh, such a classic archetype, stereotype mm-hmm. uh, for America in particular. Right. It's this classical, rugged, very masculine symbol of individuality mm-hmm. and freedom and like American stick tootiveness and wild, wild west. Wild, wild west. With Will Smith. Uh, yeah, I have, like, a whole thing on Will Smith and Wild Wild West. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'll talk about him more probably in another episode. Yeah. Because the guy later. who I think he's most resembles oh. um, is, like, too interesting to just be a section. Right. Of a thing. That's but fine. That, I didn't know he was supposed to be anybody specifically. I don't know if he was meant to be, but he very much resembles Bass um, Reeves. Mm -hmm. He's based on, uh, who's like the first, famously the first black uh, marshal west of the Mississippi. Mississippi. (laughs) Yep. The Mississippi, which is the west west of of the the Mississippi. Mississippi. (laughs) Uh, But he's really cool. I want to kind of give him his own time. Yeah. But yeah, to, to the surprise of everyone, Will Smith in that movie is the most historically accurate part. Good for you. Of it. It's like, yeah, there were super competent, really honorable, like, sexy, suave uh, black men who were, like, law enforcers in the West. Heck yeah. And, yeah, they would, like, do disguises and get into shenanigans. And you look at a picture of uh, old Baz, it's like, he kind of looks like Will Smith a little bit. He's kind of got, like, a... A glint in his eye, and you're mm. like, "Yeah, you're kind, you're cool. You get it. You're charming. I bet you're charming." Anyway, tell me about cowboys in general. So, cowboys in general. Disclaimer: Moving forward, uh, that we are aware that um, everything we were talking about with cowboys is a fantasy, mm-hmm. and like what they represent and what the West represents yep. is largely a fantasy. Uh, and it all comes at the expense of mostly Native Americans. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking about kind of black people who are able to like it better themselves and have a better life in the mm-hmm. West. But it's not for everyone. And yeah. We, and we understand that. Right. It's, that it's faceted. Often uh, people rise at the expense of other people. Yeah. Important to know that. The black people are not causing this wave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're just, some of them are just riding it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I understand and respect it. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like the 
the idea nowadays that anyone can become a billionaire. Mm-hmm. You can pull yourself up by your bootstraps and like work yeah. hard and like the money's it's out the American there. dream. It's the American dream, just in a, like a new way. And mm-hmm. underneath that, there's a bunch of people who are not having a good time. And also, no one really does become a billionaire. Yeah. Like a handful of people have, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But the the West was settled due to uh, extreme federal, uh, I don't know, have like the feds having their hand in everything. Of course. People didn't just go out West and make it big. <laughs> there were like huge land grants. The railroads were heavily involved. The U.S. Army was involved whenever Indians didn't want to give up the land. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it it's not the fantasy yeah. as much. So that's, that's some disclaimer. Disclaimers, some context for the the period. Yeah. So, is Smithsonian Magazine? They had a a number. It was like maybe one in four, one in three cowboys were black. That's a lot. It's a lot. Black. Uh, a lot of people were like Mexican ancestry. A lot of people mixed mm-hmm. race. Like you have people who are like Indian and Mexican and black, and they're all kind of swirling together. All the colors of the Southwest. It's beautiful. Blending. It's beautiful. <laughs> like the desert sunset. I was going to say blending pot, and I was like, that's incorrect. <laughs> Welcome to the blending pot. <laughs> Melting pot. <laughs> Next up, American history. Will it blend? <laughs> It always does. <laughs> it will. We grind hard <laughs> enough, it'll blend. It'll do it. Uh, so the heyday for the American cowboy is just prior to the explosion of railroads in a big way, mm-hmm. which is in about the 1890s. I love the idea that, like, you just make a bomb and then suddenly, like, there's a railroad track. It's like, explosion of railroad. <laughs> That's how they do it. It's like the worst superhero ever. <laughs> Or like it probably explodes more, and then there's a railroad. More of a villain. He's like railroads, kaplow everywhere and through your home. <laughs> wait, railroad. Wait. <laughs> and then like he gets so old, you know, because superheroes like live forever. He gets yeah. old enough that like railroads are like out of date, and then kids are like, "What's a railroad?" And then he's just like sad. It's like you know Thomas the Tank Engine. And they're like, "Oh, I thought that was just on the TV." And he's like, "Oh, you know things on the TV are real sometimes." <laughs> It's real to me. <laughs> it's like, what else is fake? Penguins? <laughs> Submarines? I was say summer. <laughs> I was like, I wish. Summer fake? Uh, so, yeah. So the, <laughs> the railroads exist before mm-hmm. the 1890s. It's just they, they don't have enough of a reach yeah. to be all-encompassing. Right. Uh, so the heyday is like 1865 to... Like 1880s, mm-hmm. 1890s. Uh, and that's when you see all these massive cattle drives uh, coming out of Texas mostly. And they do that because railroads haven't gotten to them yet. Ah. So you got to get the beef to the railroad <laughs> hubs so that they can be taken to Chicago or whatever. You got to get the beef. You got to get the beef. That's so funny. Why? I don't know. It sounds like an RB slogan. You gotta get the beef. We have the beef. <laughs> exactly. And you it's gotta a, get it. In Texas. <laughs> and you're just like, you have to have it. There's no other way. You gotta have the beef. <laughs> Sorry, anyway. <laughs> Railroads. Don't go to Texas. It's impossible. It's impossible. 
so way back when, Texas Longhorns just kind of ran wild in Texas. Mm-hmm. Like, no one really owned them at first. They have to manually drive on horseback these massive herds of cattle up to Missouri or, like, Wyoming. So then they can put them on railroads, and then they can ship them to big meatpacking processing plants. It is a lot of effort. It's a huge amount of effort, which is why they don't do it anymore once they have railroads. And freezers. And freezers. (laughs) Technology. Because I'm like, just just take care of them there and then ship it. But it's like, you can't ship meat that far back in the back. You can't. It'll be disgusting. It won't be edible. They can't slaughter them and then move the meat. They have to move the whole. This is why when people are like, I wish I was in the past, it's like the past is stupid and bad. (laughs) The past is bad. You don't realize how cushy your life is until you think about, like, how much effort it is just to get meat anywhere. Anywhere. It's such a luxury. Mm -hmm. We have no idea because we know how to refrigerate things. And we have energy grids. Yeah. Like, imagine your life without an energy grid. You can't. I can barely... Preppers, that's all they do. (laughs) That's that's all they do. Like, we don't have internet right now, and I already hate it. (laughs) And it's like, we sort of do. It just is so slow. (laughs) It's just so slow. Yeah, it's But I couldn't Google one thing. We're not even bereft of anything. No. It's just less than... Uh, so many black cowboys get their early experience with horses or cattle while they're enslaved because mm-hmm. we're around that time period. It's sort of, um, you know, like they're getting their experience before the war and then after the war they're like, well, I know a lot about cattle and horses. Yeah. We've got like job skills. Uh, and Texas <laughs> is still pretty like free-ish. Chill-ish? Free-ish. That's... We'll Com- go comparatively. With, we'll go with free-ish. Yeah, compared to other places. Yeah. Uh, they're they're brought to Texas kind of en masse by white landowners mm-hmm. at first. Of course. Uh, once they get there, slave owners will often trade or sell their slaves to get more cattle. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of like carrying your money with you in human form. Yeah. In a super gross way. Cool. Uh, so by the time the Civil War is over, there's some 180, 200,000 black people in Texas. Wow. That's uh, just a lot of people in general. And and millions of cattle. Mm. So And there's way more cows. And just so many cows. <laughs> it's like New Zealand, but with cows. It's like Mongolia, but with cows <laughs> instead of horses. Like New Zealand and Mongolia. Combined. But with cows. <laughs> But with the cows. We both have our reference for, like, where are there more animals than people? Yeah. New Zealand, Mongolia. Mongolia. Yeah. Amazon basin. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like 180, 200,000 black people that's in Texas. Lot. And that's in, like, 1840s, 1860s. Mm-hmm. So ranching and cowboys in that 25 to 30-year span before the 1890s, that's the the golden era of cowboys. Mm. That's when it all goes down. Everything's amazing and beautiful. <laughs> I mean, that's when there's a whole bunch of cattle in Texas, and they they don't have anywhere to send them yeah. profitably. Uh, like they're, so they're like, we need you to do this. There were numbers about, uh, like, one cattle drive, they ended up selling them in... Colorado, maybe, Wyoming, 
somewhere. They they sold them elsewhere for four times what they were worth in Texas. Oh. It is extremely profitable. Dang, dude. I mean, it have to be if you're putting that much effort into it. <laughs> to uh, to get the cattle out yeah. to somewhere who can, like, use them. And it, it benefits people on the way as well, like small communities who are mm-hmm. probably too far away from railroads or, right. uh, like, mail lines. Uh, can pick up a couple head here or there and helps feed people. Heck so yeah. it has other benefits as well. Uh, but <laughs> the the economy in the South, especially at the time, is stinky poo-poo garbage. <laughs> is that what you wrote? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say poo-poo. I added that uh, for emphasis. Yeah. Uh, after the war, so right, there's of a course. lot of like ex-Confederate soldiers. When you lose, uh, when you lose a lot. When you lose, because you really wanted to own people, uh, and you, you got those back taxes. Oh, because you weren't paying mm. federal taxes. Cause Cause you wanted, you thought you were your own thing. You wanted to pretend you weren't part of government. Ha 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 ha! Oh, it sucks for you. Oh, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Here's your consolation prize. You owe me five years' worth of taxes. <laughs> Back pay. Ooh, don't do it again. It sucks. Stop. <laughs> uh, so being being cowboy is really, really, really hard. Yeah. Uh, and not romantic in almost any way. I mean, it all of it sounds disgusting. You know how much camp- terrible. camping sucks? Yeah. It's like that, but with a lot of manual labor. I thought you just say a lot of men, and I was like, ew. <laughs> and a lot of, well, like a fair amount of men. Uh, on mm-hmm. the trail, you would have, like, the the trail chief. You would have, like, 8 to 10, maybe, like, so, like up to 20 if it's a really big cattle drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, cowboys, you'd have a horse wrangler. You'd have a cook. There'd be a whole team who's handling the, the trail. Imagine putting so much effort into just moving cows. <laughs> like cowboys you have like a whole it's like you're robbing a bank like you have so many people with such specific jobs and it's just yeah. moving cows we gotta get out we gotta go now you just put them in a cart and a man drives them you know yeah and you see them on the highway and you're like oh hi cow oh the good old days when we had to put in so much effort just to live good old days the good old days i wish i was there it's really hard and by the way those cowboys they don't get paid like anything mm-hmm. oh yeah of course they don't not get paid like Anything. Your your pay is that you get a be free. Uh, yeah, like basically room and board and very low wages. Yeah, and you can. Be it's like, the experience of the thing. You can be your own person. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's difficult labor, low wages. They're working sixteen odd hours a day from horseback. Ugh. It's all outdoors. They're at the mercy of weather and the seasons. A long trail can be months. Tornadoes. Months long. Yeah. Uh, and then they have to come back. No. It sucks. It could take, yeah, months from one end of the trail to the other. And naturally, black cowboys especially get the toughest, worst jobs, and they're expected yeah. to not complain about it. Mm-hmm. You know. You're so un- lucky. Surprisingly, To do this. Don't complain. Ew. Uh, but it's it's not a job that rich kids are doing on no. their gap year Mm-mm. or anything. It's an experience, but it's not. It's like, um, it's like how most seasonal agricultural workers aren't white, you know, like yeah. the, the same kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, uh, there's nobody, nobody's sending their rich kid to go, like, pick <laughs> cotton or something. It's like, absolutely not. You're going to pick strawberries on your gap year. It's like, no. Oh, thanks, Dad. I'm going to go to Europe. <laughs> I'm going to go on a yacht for a bit. <laughs> and just think about life. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, so most most of these crews, you know, have black cowboys on them, sure. or people of mixed descent, etc. There's a decent number of ex-Confederate soldiers because, like I said, the economy sucks, and like, mm-hmm. if you don't really have any other skills, what are you gonna do? Run away to Texas. <laughs> Run away to Texas. Be cowboy. Texas is only sort of America, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's <laughs> like. Uh, America-ish. See, I want to Bill, Bill Wirtz to do a video about American history, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the entire history of America, because it's like he has that joke that's like, uh, you know, America decided slavery is bad. Like, South Africa is going to need another minute to think about it. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, I feel that about, like, <laughs> the Civil War of it's like, you know, America decided that uh, we're going to be combined. Texas is going to need another minute to think about it. <laughs> Whether or not they want to be America. Well, hold up. We haven't uh, decided. Mm, uh, we, didn't, we didn't pick. We haven't decided yet. And we're like, it's not, you don't get a pick. And they're like, oh. It wasn't a multiple choice. No, we're, we're thinking about it. <laughs> no. Whether, whether or not we want to be America. No, you're not. Mm-mm. <laughs> you you want to pay back taxes? Because this is how you get if back taxes. If you're physically attached, you're definitely America. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the, the only couple people even have options, and they don't really. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> uh, so there, there are perks to being a... Um, uh, cowboy, especially for black sure. men, because uh, for them options are somewhat limited yeah. in a lot of regions. Like you can be a like a bellhop, right? An elevator operator, yeah, if they exist. Yeah, like once they exist, <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is like a couple decades down the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can get away from a much harder life, especially like. Deep South and communities that are still getting ravaged by extreme racial, like, violence yeah. after the war. Right. Uh, in the South and in the North. That's right, the North. I'm coming mm. for us, too. Oh. We're in there. I mean, not Washington, because we're out of state, really. Yeah. <laughs> the the North and... In the Civil know. War. Yeah, like, post-Civil War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. What the Civil War considers the North. Right. Which is not us over here. See, whenever I think about West, obviously I think about us because mm-hmm. we're over here in the West. But when they talk about Wild West, they're not talking about us. No. Like, not really. Not Basically, not the West Coast, even. You know, like California, maybe, but like probably not. Yeah. We don't really do that. Not really. It's Oregon kinda... territory, but not like actual what is Oregon right now. Like, Oregon's not the Wild West. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's kind of that that area between the Midwest and like the Rockies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, once te- you get to those mountains, Texas up through the Dakotas and Montana. Once you get the mountains, it's over. Which this makes absolutely no sense to people who aren't American, and even then, Americans are like, ah, where's Montana? I don't know. Whatever. You know the the plains. And Montana the is the Texas of the North. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's true. It's too big, and you like go mad. And there's and you try so to- many cows. <laughs> I just let it end. I can't take it. Haley really didn't enjoy that on our trip. It's too long. It's very long. It's too long. <laughs> Not meant to go through it. It's too long. Anyway. <sighs> Geography. <laughs> Geography sucks. Uh, they, <laughs> they, they still, black people still face discrimination if they're cowboys. Of course. Of course. They always do. It's never not going to uh, But I, I suspect, and, you know, some of the sources will comment on it, it's a lot harder to be racist when, uh, if you're too racist and you don't trust the people you're working with, you'll get, like, eaten by wolves or something. Right. So people will get over it, or they'll get eaten by wolves. Perfect. You know, it really helps you get over racial bias? Fear of wolves. Uh, Being devoured by predators. 
You have to be more afraid of wolves than you are of the people around you. That's why there's so little racism like Canada. Because <laughs> all the wolves. <laughs> and moose. It's terrifying. And the moose. We don't talk about the moose. Just because they don't eat you afterwards doesn't mean they're not dangerous. They're not going to kill you. Your brain's like, oh, I won't get eaten. Doesn't matter. Nope. You're doesn't dead. Doesn't matter. You're dead. Moose Who got you. And it's like, why would I care if they eat me after I'm dead? As long as I'm dead. It's like, it's the same result. I don't know. It's that the weird lizard brain's like, eaten? Am I going to eat? Oh. Oh. No, not my body. Oh. It's like, you're dead. I'm like, whatever. Uh, so there's uh, a few different things you can do as a cowboy. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the boys we're going to talk about uh, is more like the the amusement end of it like once uh, the jester the the jester the the rodeo mm-hmm. <laughs> the the vaudeville of ro- the cowboys the rodeo the rodeo <laughs> the drive of rodeo yes, yes. Uh, but you could you have uh, the rank- vaudeville cowboy <laughs> <laughs> it's a vaudeville act with horses and cows it's rodeo sure it's rodeo it's just vaudeville is so like <laughs> Indoors, indoors. <laughs> horses don't fit indoors. They <laughs> can't. Nothing fits indoors in Texas. Yeah, horses are not normally in vaudeville. <laughs> and that's to the detriment of vaudeville. Yeah. I mean, that's why it's dead now. That's their own. They didn't they couldn't fit horses. You couldn't there. survive without horses. Just like humanity. No horses, no railroads. Vaudeville is dead. Yeah. That's all you can do. Uh, so, yeah, they got... Riders and wranglers. <laughs> riders. And ro- I know. It's like the urge to pretend to have a southern accent is so strong <laughs> through this whole episode. A Texan one specifically. Oh, my gosh. Bulldoggers. Hmm. Bronc busters. I don't like. That's weird. Bronc busters. Breaking or busting a horse's right. taming it. Busting. Busting. Oh. Busting your broncs. Uh, you you probably figure out like wranglers, riders, and ropers what they do. Uh, bulldoggers yeah. are people who wrestle the cattle and <laughs> get them to behave. I'm gonna wrestle this cow. <laughs> I'm gonna wrestle you. It just it makes. I just want them to wrestle bulldogs. <laughs> you know. So bulldogs were bred to do this. That's right. what they were bred to do. They're dogs get it and that's why like their jaws are so strong because the way they do it is by biting the cow's muzzle or their uh, lip uh, and just kind of hanging on until the cow's like i'm tired really, i don't want to do it anymore really weird <laughs> it is weird a lot of compared to like sheep dogs who just <laughs> run around and they're like hey go this way go the cows are too big so you gotta bite their lip that's true uh okay so the first guy we're gonna talk about mm-hmm He's a pretty good boy. His name is Boaz <laughs> Icard. He's the, the oldest cowboy that I'm going to talk about. The oldest He's boy. the real OC. That's the original cowboy. <laughs> if you're not in the know. Not original character here. Original He's, he's my OC. My yeah. original cowboy. I wrote this cowboy. He's not real. <laughs> Don't steal. Don't steal. Which is, it's funny because <laughs> the next note in my uh, script is if you're into westerns, you know, if you're like over forty years old and yeah. like too old for your actual soul, mm-hmm. and you're into westerns, uh, the character Joshua Dietz in Lonesome Dove is based on Bose. Lonesome Dove, that's adorable yeah, sounding. He's paid on, uh, played by Danny uh, Glover in the movie. Oh, cute. Danny Glover, who played every black man we could find <laughs> oh, in the eighties. <80s>. In the eighties. <laughs> 
Good for you, Danny. Good for you. Good for you, Danny. He's a Sidney Poitier of his time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Bose is famous for basically being so competent and just cool uh, that he became friends with uh, Charles Goodnight. With, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> is it a K or just an N? Um, just an N. Oh. It's like Goodnight Moon. Sad. Charles Goodnight. So all these Good names night, Charles. are so like dumb, <laughs> like like so period appropriate. Yeah, like they're like if you were writing a yeah. cowboy novel, like this is what you Charles Goodnight. Your editor would be like, maybe tone it down a bit. And you're like, that's a real cowboy. Name. It's a real one. <laughs> no, that one's real. And they're like, yeah, I don't care if it's real. It's still too much. It's too much. But even like like I'm Bose Ackman. That's Charles Goodnight. Yeah, we're cowboys. <laughs> we're, we're best friends. We're best. We're best trail hands. Friends. <laughs> uh, so Charles Goodnight, if you're from the South Southwest, probably recognize the name. I don't actually know how much people there know about the cattle drive trails. If it's like yeah, I don't know household comment or not. Uh, but he gave his name to the Goodnight Lovin' Cattle Trail. <laughs> No. It was named after with him and Oliver Loving. It sounds like he's having sex with cows. <laughs> good night, loving cattle. <laughs> yes, it's not good. It's a, it, it, every time I It'd hear it. It'd be better if you switch the names. It reminds me of McLovin. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. Good night, McLovin. <laughs> cattle drain. <laughs> just McLovin. What else? <laughs> good night. Like, good night. Good night. Uh, but this is one of the most famous trails. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Texas. It's one of the, the early ones, one of the first yeah. ones. Most of our info about Bose comes from Charles. Of course. Because uh, he was, like, really into him. I well, guess. and... and uh, white. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, you know, like about Yasuke, it's like everything that we know about Yasuke is from other people. Mm-hmm. And it's just because uh, keeping records is a, uh, like... It's a, like, privileged, Privileged, higher-class thing to do. Yeah, it's expensive, yeah. Heard from the historical society people. It's like, right? people are more likely to keep your records if your name is part yeah. of a historic trail it's, and you're white mm-hmm. than, like, you were his black friend. Right, that's the other thing. It's like, to have the records now, we'd have to assume, or, like, we'd have to feel that in some way you were important. Mm-hmm. Or you have to have a very, like long list of loved ones who kept it in pristine condition because they just really care about you, which, uh, both of which are challenging. (laughs) Yeah. So. Challenging. It's always challenging. But, you know, grain of salt because it's from his friend. Right. But the fact that we have him at all, that's nice. Yeah. They were friends until his death, so they seem, like, pretty close. And honestly, Charles seems like, uh... Like, he probably would have just died immediately if Bose wasn't there to, like, yeah. be the competent one. And it's like, you really like people who just keep you alive. You love people who are there for you. You're like, this is the greatest alive. person. That's why I love you so much. <laughs> You're just Every keep, day you keep me alive. Every day you keep me alive. <laughs> uh, so Bose was born enslaved on a Mississippi farm sometime in the 40s, mm-hmm. 1840s. In 52, his owner moved the farm, family, and slaves to Texas. Okay. One of those situations, like, probably his dad. Mm-hmm. Everything about slavery is gross. Yeah. Anyway, after the war and being freed, Bose kind of hung around the ranch doing what he was always done, which is working with cattle and horses. Nice. Uh, until 1866, the dawning of the cowboy age, uh, and... 
that year started, and they said, time for cowboys. Time for cowboys. And part of that's because that is the inaugural year of the Goodnight Love and Cattle Trail. There you go. And they start doing it. Enterprise. And he was there the first year, the first drive, the like when Charles Goodnight's actually there doing it with him. Heck yeah. Uh, and he worked with... Uh, Good night and worked on the trail until 1869. He was a talented tracker. He was a talented uh, cowboy, just working the herds. Uh, as well as essentially being the trail banker. He would, oh. like, carry $1,000 on his person Dang. between banks. Uh, and he was trusted with that. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel bad saying it, but I'm surprised they trusted him yeah, to like, do so. Not a comment on bows, a comment no. on the idiot white people who tend to surround We're like, you're competent Take my money. <laughs> right, just the worst racism. So, yeah, people at Trail's like, you are by far the most competent person here. Charles and Oliver right. are idiots, and they're going to throw it in a canyon the first chance they get. <laughs> well, and there's something to be said, too, about... Like, you know, the Wild West isn't, like, actually an equalizer of all people, Mm -hmm. but much more so than in, like, regular society. Yeah. So that I think... It helps because society isn't there. No one's judging. Yeah. Everyone is equally untrustworthy. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like it's less, like, racism plays less of a part in that just because they're like, well, I don't trust any of these guys. (laughs) You're all the worst. I feel like all of you are going to steal my money. (laughs) So I'm laughing so hard because that sounds like something my dad told me about being, like, on the fishing gangs in Alaska. Like, when you go to Dutch Harbor and you have to go through the airport security, they stop and pat everyone. Yeah, because they're like, (laughs) all y'all are suspicious. You're all, you all are the worst. Equally, all could be terrible. (laughs) Absolutely, all of you look like criminals. (laughs) Exactly. Let's just go one by one. Cowboys, it's like, probably most of you are criminals. Uh... See, what I don't like about the Wild West is because, you know, I'm a lawful good and there's no law. There's no law. Or good. (laughs) No, there's some good. But there's no law. So all the good is chaotic. And that's stressful to me. When there is law, it's stretched very thin. Yeah. It's it's not trustworthy. You're going to love Bass Reeves. Yes. You're going to love him. Right. And, like, and there's a difference, I think, too, with, like, uh, him being a deputy in the West instead of being... Because it's a different system Mm -hmm. than being, like... In the police force system right. that is based around slavery, he, you know, like it's a yeah. separate thing entirely. He's all, he's almost more like uh, just like a detective. Yeah, you know, he gets sort of like a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like go off, rides by himself, finds the guy, brings him back. Heck yeah! And again, I'm going to talk about him in his own episode because he's just that cool. Mm-hmm. But I want to say he brought in three thousand criminals Dang. while he was working and he brought in all but 14 alive. Oh wow. So like That's very impressive. That's a good boy. That's good statistics for cuz every single one is going to fight you to the death like <laughs> Well, Louise yeah, is. almost when he when he got famous like oh, to the point where people yeah. knew him, some people would just give up. They're like, "Oh, sure. Oh, he's okay. Oh, well, well, it's over for me." Yeah, I guess I'm it's done. It's all over for but me. But the beginning, they're going to be as annoying as humanly possible Yeah, because like, cowboys. <laughs> the most racist responses to him are when he first starts out. Oh, of course. People are like, "I don't want to listen to a black man tell me what to do." And then he like shoots him in the knee like, "Ow." Okay, good point. I okay. I've been correct. I guess I'll go. I'm corrected. Did you know black people can have guns as much as white people? <laughs> Did, you know? Hmm. Did you know? Interesting. 
Did you know? So between uh, cattle trail trips, Mm -hmm. uh, Bose gets married. His wife is also a former slave. They Mm -hmm. settle down near Fort Worth after his rough riding days are mostly behind him. Yeah. Uh, And they had half a dozen beautiful babies. Cute. And Bose becomes a farmer in his own right. One source had the absolute audacity to call it mundane, which I I just got, like, really mad about. Like was, him just having, like, a peaceful, nice life? Uh, yeah, and it was late at night, and I got kind of teary. I'm like, how dare you call this mundane? I'm so proud of him. Yeah. Like, he was born enslaved, yeah. having his, like, own land, his own farm, providing for his family, living on their terms. That's... So beautiful. That's right. like the most honorable life, liberty, pursuit of happiness example totally. there is. How dare you? And that he like worked hard and earned this like ending for himself. You yeah. know, like he earned this peace. And not that it wouldn't be earned otherwise, but you know, he put in a lot of effort yeah, it is, to get there. It is not mundane. It is no. honorable and good. So rude. Uh, so when some historians, dude, they're <laughs> some just some historians. Oh, and I can't, I, I imagine, like, you know, because it's Wild West stuff that they're like, well, the cowboy stuff is the fun stuff. And then he gets a wife, I guess, and, like, just sits around with his kids. Settle downs and is a farmer, I guess. Like, that's lovely. Like, good. That's so lovely. Right. Like, that's how, that's, it's like if, uh, you know, like, talking about Ching Shi, because, like, pirates and cowboys occupy the same space in my mind of, like, people on the edge of the law just, mm-hmm. like, doing their thing and then, like, you know, and, and like, it being an equalizer of people because you're all criminals. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> mostly. you're not doing crime. You're basically all criminals. You're in the same category as all the other criminals, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> according to, like, you know, outside look mm-hmm. view. I mean, all pirates are criminals. Um, yeah. Cowboys are not all criminals. Right. If you're, like, a rodeo person, an actual cowboy now, you're not a criminal. No, no, no. Probably. But I'm saying the Wild West time, can I tell the difference? by looking at them between a like a good cowboy and a criminal? No. You're all dirty scrap. <laughs> you're scoundrels, all of you. You're all wearing the same outfit? I can't tell. <laughs> but it's like, you know, like, ching like, gets to not die at sea and needs to retire and, like, mm-hmm. have a successful business and have kids and just chill out. And it's like being like, and then her boring life where she just, and it's like, dude, okay. Shut up. Maybe we can just be, like, happy Oh, what? you get she, a chill. Because she didn't die immediately, like, like all the dude pirates mm-hmm. who don't know how to save for retirement. Yeah. It's like I'm sure plenty of cowboys like die on the job, and it's like a lot. It's it's good. dangerous work. I get like like, and so that's fun for them. I guess I don't know, but like, how nice that people survive and get a chill. Yeah, like uh, Oliver Loving, who is the other half of Goodnight yeah. Loving Trail. He died in like '68 mm-hmm. uh, from a like Indian Comanche attack on ah. the trail. Sure. So like. People died all the time. Totally. People died all the time. And, you know, fair. Get out of their way. <laughs> and fair. Uh, you're not, yeah, they're you not belong in your here. house. Yeah. It's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Bose died in 1929, mm-hmm. I believe. Like 1928. Some of the dates are ah. weird. So I think he died, like, in December, probably. Right. The local paper ran an obituary. It Cute. was probably really nice, uh, but it didn't mention his young wild days ah. uh, on the historic cattle trail. That's upsetting. <laughs> and Charles heard of Bose's death. He wrote to the town immediately and told them to run a new obituary. That That's was so l- cute. It was a lot more like, uh, like grand, and yeah, like wonderful. And he's like, and you tell him Charles Goodnight erects monument to Negro friend buried here, and he like sets up 
a little like special place for mm-hmm. his grave and like does a custom engraving. Uh, That's very sweet. And he pays for and erects a marker for his grave. Nice. Uh, and the testament that he engraved says, Served me for four years on the Goodnight Lovin' Trail. Never shirked duty or disobeyed an order. Row with me in many stampedes. Participated in three engagements with Comanches and splendid behavior. Signed to see Goodnight. <laughs> splendid behavior. Sp- I know. It's, it sounds a little proprietary. Yeah. Uh, and a bit like you're patting a dog on the head. But uh, I think that's just cultural dissonance. Oh, oh yeah. Historical dissonance. Of course. Because uh, in the summer of that year, he's still talking about how much he loves bows. Right. He's and like, I'm like, that's... My friend. You know, four years probably is a decent amount of time to work with somebody in, like, cowboy land because you, I assume you're just day. going from job to job to job kind mm-hmm. of situation generally. But still, like, to only know somebody for four years and then, like, haven't talked to them probably in a while and then here they die and, like, read that obituary and you're like, absolutely not. Like, you will no. not do this. That man is a hero. Is a, Yeah, that's a lot of, um, like, love and dedication. He was uh, quoted in the paper praising Bo's new just keeps talking about him. Mm-hmm. He said, I have trusted him farther than any living man. He was my detective, banker, and everything else in Colorado, New Mexico, and the other wild country I was in. He's just like, this is a good man, and you're going to hear about it. Yeah, that's right. And you're going to hear about and it. you got to deal with it. Yeah, you got to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm also going to talk about uh, Bill Pickett, another excellent cowboy name. <laughs> yeah. Excellent cowboy name. All cowboy names start with the, like, their first name has to start with a B. Bale. Bose. Bale. Bass. Bass. <laughs> Gotta have that, like, a bit of a twang on the bud. Yeah. Excellent. He was, so Bill was born in 1870. He's okay. on the other end of the spectrum. He's born, like, really late. Mm-hmm. Uh, we remember Cowboy Era. 1865 to 1890, he's born in 1870. Right, so he's not going to be, like... It's already underway when he's born. Yeah, and he's not going to be of age to do much until it's, like, almost over. Right, uh, yeah, he's on the extreme young end of the spectrum. Uh, his parents were born. His parents were born into slavery, mm-hmm. uh, and after the war, his dad's like, we're getting out of here. And Bye. And they go to Texas, small Fair. community near Austin, uh, and they start a little farm. They sell veggies to the market. Cute. Uh, there are 13 kids. Bill is the oldest. 13. Ugh. 13. I, I mean, they're farmers, but like. <laughs> that's ugh. farm in numbers. Farm in numbers. That's so much. They might not all have lived to adulthood. Oh, yeah, probably not. Because, uh, like, for Bo's, uh, it said, like, they have six kids, only uh, five of them right. get, got to adulthood. That's still. Still, it's a lot of kids. Imagine being pregnant 13 times. <laughs> it's a lot of kids. Ugh. Uh, they're farming kids. At, <laughs> at least, um, at least five of them grow up because it mentions his like five brothers. Oh, sure, or six brothers, something like that. So a fair few of them uh, survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they're older, Bill and his brothers work on farms and ranches around Austin, and they get real good at it. Around the late '80s, when Bill's like in his twenties, the family moves to Tyler, Texas. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good old Tyler. Good old Tyler. And uh, the Pickett boys continue working on local ranches, doing a lot of uh, horse breaking, Mm -hmm. taming them. Basically, they aren't paid very well. So to help bring in cash, Bill (laughs) essentially does, like, cowboy street performances. Okay. Uh, He'll, like, on Sundays, 
after the churches get out, uh, he'll like get on a bunkin bronco for people to watch, and he'll pass a hat around. He'll make some spare cash. Oh. He he's got a clearly he has a flair for the dramatic and for yeah. performing and like showing off. I thought he was gonna like square dance by himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of a square dance with, with the horse. With a horse, and the horse doesn't want to do it. <laughs> You're really pushing that horse. Like, come on. Uh, please <laughs> square dance with me. Please, it's like no, Mm-mm. no. Mm-mm. Basically, me in middle school. Yeah, I don't want square dance. No, please. I know it's gym, but I don't want to square dance. This has nothing to do with gym. Couldn't I run a mile or something? <laughs> please. Uh, so Bill, he works. He keeps working on farms. He's an incredibly hard worker. Uh, but uh, he he's really famous overall for his skills in the rodeo. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he's on these ranches, he'll watch the cattle dogs. He'll watch the bulldogs and okay. see how they deal with the cattle. Like I said, they deal with them by biting them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bill's like, I could do that. Uh-uh. <laughs> Uh, Gross. And so he does. He's kind of famous for this. Uh, He would jump from his galloping horse onto the bull, grab its horns, and pull the head back Mm -hmm. until he could reach the upper lip and he would bite it. It's nasty. Uh, And the bull would just be so confused and it would give up immediately, one imagines. I mean, fair. This is obviously a very dangerous stunt. Yes. And, uh, like, in modern rodeos, you are not allowed to do this. It's good. I didn't know they had rules, but I'm glad they <laughs> oh, do. Oh, yeah, there's rules in rodeo. Rodeo is a classy sport, Alexis. Sport. There's, I mean, yeah. Activity. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the, if, if esports can be sports, rodeo can be sports. It's just, like, it's a weird sport because usually they're, like, most sports are like team sports in some amount. Sure. Or you're competing against another human, mm-hmm. not against I mean, an animal. You kind of are. I guess like, for like time and stuff. For time. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, okay. But it, it's extremely dangerous, not just because you're like putting your mouth on a steer's face mm-hmm. and like biting uh, them. Uh, these animals are are huge, especially in rodeos. They use smaller animals yeah. nowadays they're right. like 400 500 pounds but back then they're like push it to the limit they're like the biggest animals they can find yeah so you have oh uh, hold on i i also i don't want to i don't want to insult people who do oh, rodeo by yeah. saying it's not a sport i'm sure it's a sport uh it's just like in my brain of sports it's like it it's weird mm-hmm. but then now i'm like oh but like you know the Olympics, it's like you just jump and it's like, did you get farther? Like sport. If, if dressage can be a sport, <laughs> yeah, rodeo can be a sport. Although I'd say that one's iffy. It's like you just offend those people too. Yeah, <laughs> um, offend. I'm fine offending the dressage people. Everybody, <laughs> I'm, I'm fine um, with that. But I was gonna say, when we have the Olympics in America again, we should be like, guess what? Rodeo in our Olympics. Guess what? Rodeo. And everyone else gonna be like, uh... Mm. We're going to win every medal. I don't know if they could get away with, like, steer wrestling. No, no. I bet they could do barrel race, like barrel racing yeah. and, like, rope tricks rope, and stuff. totally. That could be a thing. Do the rope things. But every other country is going to be like, how annoying. And then they're going to have one person in every country who's, like, <laughs> secretly really into cowboys. Yes. And they're like, this is my moment. Yes. <laughs> and then, like, Lithuania is going to win somehow. And we're like... 
<laughs> like who knew Moldova was so good at like barrels? And they're like it's the it's the west of Eastern Europe, <laughs> wild west of, of the east of the east of the Balkans of the west. It's a lot. Yeah. So uh, when you're wrestling steers, sometimes they fall on you and yeah. they just land on you, especially when you have them in your teeth. Sometimes they just get tired and they just lay down on you. <laughs> I mean, basically, that's the goal is for them to lie down. Yeah. And yeah. Some, but sometimes they do it on top of you, which isn't the goal. Uh, and at the time, they're using huge steers that can weigh as much as like a polar bear or a concert grand piano. No. Like over a thousand pounds Mm-mm. of bull just land on you. It's too big. So Bill was injured a lot. Yeah. Often. And he lost quite a few teeth. I'm so like injury adverse. I can't imagine You're like not. purposefully having a career where I get injured all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's like where I point. lose teeth regularly. Like I got, no, I, got dude. Pic, I got a picture of him. Oh, he's so fancy. I love mm-hmm. his like sassy stance. He's a sassy <laughs> man. Yeah. And he knows it. He's a sassy man. His first major performance was at a country fair when he's twenty eight. He started touring Texas, hitting up all the country fairs. Mm-hmm. Very traditional rodeo existence. Of course. Uh, and he made it a full time gig by the turn of the century. In 1905, he joined a Wild West exhibition. Ah, hell yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Like some, Annie Oakley, dude. Uh, and some, some of these would draw crowds of 50,000 people. Yeah. They're they don't big. have anything else to do. <laughs> they, they don't have TV. What are they going to do? There's nowhere else they can see this man bite a cow <laughs> lip. He's Come gonna, on. He's going to bite a cow. It's crazy. <laughs> we got to go. <laughs> Uh, but I'm telling you, Bill, he's a flashy, dramatic soul. He tours for it's some six years all through the United States and Mexico. Uh, he he goes under a performance name going as the Dusky Demon. <laughs> Dusky. Flashy man. I adore you. Uh, they end up, they even go to South America in 1913. Oh. And then into England, where they lost all of their horses <laughs> when the British government seized them because World War One had started. They're like, guess what? That's for that's for the war. These are England's horses this now. This is the war's effort. If it's in England, it's ours. And the ho- I can't imagine uh, the soldiers who got those horses being like, it's very unruly. It really likes to be on its hind legs and like do a little <laughs> kicky thing. Is it supposed to hate me the whole time? <laughs> Yeah. This is terrible. I feel like the horse is going to kill me more than the anime. I'm going to be honest. I just had a vision of, like, them taking all of the animals and shipping, like, some of the steers out. Like, my horse is bad. (laughs) It's a cow, and it's very mad. It's got bite marks all over it, (laughs) all over its lip. It's weird. I I don't know what you want us to do with this. And they're like, you would do it for queen and country. Guess what? King and country, I guess. Yeah. Um... And they, they almost didn't make it home because all the ships I mean, were busy with the war and yeah, no, one would, no one would take them home. Uh, we, we actually have footage of uh, Bill doing his thing. It's archived at the Library of Congress. Nice. Uh, we can link you to it. There's like a copy on YouTube. Yeah. He doesn't do the biting things, which makes yeah. me think it's probably more of like, I don't know, like him being extra fancy. It's not something you would actually do yeah, yeah. all the time, right? which makes sense. 
He was the 20th person to be inducted into the National Rodeo Cowboy Hall of Fame. Nice. And there's a bronze statue of him in Fort Worth. Heck yeah. He was also a bit of uh, U.S. postal stamp craze. Oh. In the 90s, there was a Legends of the West stamp collection. Okay. Uh, and Bill was on one of them, but the USPS made a mistake. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a, apparently a picture of him that's widely accredited to being him, but it's actually his brother. The family got in contact with the USPS, and they're like, oh, it's we'll that's just, wrong. We'll, it's wrong. We'll give you the right picture. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, so they have to destroy all the old ones, make a whole new set. But some of the stamps, the bad stamps, get leaked. Uh, and they instantly become collector's items. Nice. There's like 130 of them. A clerk sells them on the sly. Hell yeah. Uh, and it becomes a craze. Sneaky like, stamps. Worth a ton of money. I mean, I bet they're worth a ton of money now, too. Um, and by a ton of money, I'm, I'm not like a stamp person. But yeah. they're originally like 29 cents, and now they're hundreds of dollars. Right. I mean, that's so it's, a lot. Plenty. They're very valuable stamps. Speaking of stamps, I was trying to support uh, <laughs> yeah. USPS. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I already ordered some stamps a while ago, but I was like, I could just order some more, whatever. Yeah. You know, like stamps don't go bad. It's fine. But I was like, I want to order some fun stamps. So I ordered like the, you know, Centennial for white women's right to vote stamps. Mm-hmm. And then I ordered some Hot Wheels stamps. Hot Wheels. <laughs> Hot Wheels. Uh, and then a bunch of like Tiffany stamps because they were like, one cent oh stamps oh cool and i was like i'll take like a lot because you <laughs> know take a lot that's which is like cheap but also like cool uh but because uh, i mostly wanted them because of the office joke about like he's gonna steal like the tiffany chandelier mm-hmm. and i was like i'm just gonna put tiffany stamps on everything <laughs> and be like i hid it in germany or wherever he hid it i can't remember <laughs> So I think that's all for now. I'm definitely going to have more okay. episodes because yeah. there's a ton more black cowboys and cow ladies. <laughs> and cow, cow gals. Cow females. Cow women's. <laughs> women's. Front, frontier black ladies who are super awesome. Heck yeah. And of course, Bayes. <laughs> Bayes. Bayes Reeves. All right. Well, I enjoyed learning about... Cowboys. Oh, should I tell you my story? Yeah. <laughs> now that we're at the end. <laughs> now that we're at the end. Tell me the story. I, I feel bad being like, let's move on, but it was a, it was we a drank. long intro. We drank. I was like, we gotta, we okay. gotta talk about it. Because oh, I want to give like historical context. Yeah, yeah. Which, which that part, yeah, again. It's but then, like, right after your historical context, it's like, okay, now we're doing it. And you're like, let me tell you a story. And I was just oh, like, God, no, I, no. I remembered. We can't. <laughs> What's the story? Uh, so I was in South Africa like 15 years ago. Uh-huh. We weren't in any major city areas or like towns or anything. We we're mostly like uh, like out in the country in yeah. the Peru and like very shrubby desert that actually kind of looks like the Southwest a bit. Cool. And I don't know if you're aware, but South Africa is a very black country. Yeah. A lot of black people there. True. Famously. You know. Uh so our driver at some point, uh, we're driving, it's nighttime. He's like, oh, my gosh, there's this restaurant in the next town I have to show you. Uh, and we're like, okay, I don't know what to sure. expect. I think it's just going to be, like, fancy, like maybe yeah. a slightly fancy restaurant. Or, like, I don't know. It's just, they, like, his favorite or something. Just really likes it. Yeah. 
uh, and we're all tired. It's 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 pitch black out, yeah. dead of night. I don't remember anything about the outside of the restaurant or the town even. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just know we open the doors to this restaurant, and it's like the hugest moment of culture shock I've ever had. So we open it up, and it's like we're transported to a cowboy theme park. Oh. And everything is like neon saloon signs and saloon doors and big Stetson hats. How strange. And like horses and lassos and it's just weird. People from other countries love cowboys. It's so weird. So much. It's just the absolute last thing I expected. Yeah. And I can't shut up the entire time we're eating, so I'm just freaking out. It's like, what? Like, this is weird, right? Is anyone else weirded out? (laughs) Everyone thinks this is weird. Because the weirdest part of all, it wasn't that it was cowboys. It's that everyone in there was white. Yeah. So it's like, oh, we found all the white people in South Africa. They're in this (laughs) cowboy-themed restaurant in the middle of the desert. And it's weird. It's like the concentration of white people is too high now. Did you think it was like, was it all tourists or was it like? I think they were just South Africans. It was in like so the middle of nowhere. There's no way they were tourists. Okay. There's like, there's just no way. It's just like white, just a bunch of white South Africans having a a good cowboy time. Just having a good cowboy time. It's like we interrupted a meeting. I was so unnerved. This is so awkward. And just the whole time, like, why are they here? Was your cab driver white? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Like so I just assumed he was black. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, and then I was like, did he just take you there? He's like, I bet you want to go where the white people go. <laughs> but like, no, it was, he's a white guy. I am incredibly disturbed. This is very weird. <laughs> but this is the only time he pulled this. He didn't, like, right. expressly take us to the white watering holes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is why it just came out of nowhere, and then it receded back into history. Well, and I'm sure he's like... Oh, I bet these Americans will love like love like this the, American the cowboy thing. Cowboy thing. Yeah. And it's like so awkward. And it was. It was just like way too much. <laughs> yeah. Everyone in the place is white. There I haven't been it. this many white people in one spot since we left Frankfurt right. to Joburg. Yeah. And it's like it's like I like fish and chips, Mm -hmm. but if I went to a restaurant and all the waiters were dressed like Buckingham Palace guards, it'd be too much. Like this is a bit, it's a bit excessive. Too white. Yeah, it's too too white. It's wild. So yeah, Yeah. and it's it's very valuable to travel. uh, You know, when it's safe to do so. Yes, obviously. Obviously, Uh, getting to see yourself mirrored through other cultures Mm -hmm. and. I wanted to mention it just because it's cowboys, but also this rugged white individualism is uh, it's even in other countries. Other right. countries are like, yeah, the cool white people. Mm-hmm. It's like, actually, like I said, a lot of them were black, which is right. fun irony while I we're f- here. I, yeah, true. I feel like half of the, you know, the world really, like, a lot of people, when they think about American history, they think about cowboys, which is so strange because, <laughs> like, you know, us not being from the cowboy land, right? Um, we barely talked about them. Right. It's like, oh, and, like, it's cowboy time. It's happening now. Mm-hmm. They're out there. Yeah. That's it. And we're like, cool. But, you know, that was, like... Also, our extent of like civil war. It's like, oh, it happens. Yeah, uh, it's in that civil war period. It's real tough in the North winds. Anyway, no more slavery. Well, like we're like, great. Everyone I know in Wisconsin or from Wisconsin has a huge cowboy fetish. 
Uh, right, because they're in cowboy country. Because it, it's, kind of. it's exotic to them. Like, oh. they're, they're just on the edge of it. Oh, Wisconsin's okay. pretty... Right. Like, they have dairy cows. They don't have, like, yeah, that's cowboy fair. cows. But they're they're close enough to cows that they're like, oh, man, what about cowboys? Wow, what if I, I could be, like, a, the free kind of cowboy, not yeah. the, the milking cowboy. Not the ones where I just, like, take care <laughs> of them and pet, pet them. The boring farm cowboy. That's the one I want. I want to be wild and free. Like, it's, oh. it's a myth. It's all a myth. Not good. As with pirates, being wild and free is a terrible time. It's mm-hmm. gross and yeah. awful and stressful and scary. And, like, you would never do that if you had any other option. No. There's a reason that fancy people didn't do it. That's because right. bankers' sons aren't going to do it for fun. <laughs> they can do anything else. <laughs> and all of the cowboys themselves are originally like, you know what? I'd rather be a farmer. I'd rather, yeah. like, go be an entertainer. Anything else. Anything else. Anything else. Anyway... Thank you for teaching me a day about cowboys, and thank everybody for listening today. I hope you enjoyed learning that, you know, history is more diverse than you think. History is black. And and more diverse, and not even just than you think, than, like, it's more diverse than people talk about. Oh, yeah. Which is, it's annoying. And it's it's intentional. Mm-hmm. So you got to make an intent to, I don't know, correct. Right. And it's one of those things where, like, you first told me, you know, you're going to do Black Cowboys, and I was like, oh, fun. And then I was like, oh, yeah, like, I don't really think about Black Cowboys. I don't think a lot about Cowboys in general. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, I, I mean, in general, I don't think about any Cowboys. But from, like, uh, you know, an academic standpoint, I'm like, yeah, it makes sense that in that kind of profession um, that there would be a lot of people looking to get out of other situations mm-hmm. and that that's an easy escape into that place, which makes sense for black people to go, especially right after the Civil War. So you're like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, logically, of course they would. Uh and then in popular media, all cowboys are white. Yeah, of course not. Uh, which, another thing, I was watching, so I had never watched the music video for Old Town Road, uh-huh. but I love it so much. It's yeah. super charming. I don't think I watched it. Uh, there's a time travel element, like it starts okay. uh, with like him in the past and they're like bank robbers. Sure. Uh, and then he escapes from the law and, like, travels to the future. Oh, cute. Where there's, like, now, uh, like, a black community at that location. But in the past, he's, first of all, he's not the only black cowboy. Yeah. Like, Chris Rock is one of the cowboys chasing him. He's, cute. like, the law officer. Yeah. Uh, and nothing about that is strange. No one comments on it. And then once he gets to the future, everyone, that's when everyone looks at him like, what's happening? Yeah. Why are you cowboy? And, like, at some point he goes into, like, an old white people rodeo bingo hall. And everyone's like, what? Yeah. What the hell? But all those ladies love it. They're like, they're also very charmed. Uh-huh. So it's very accurate yeah. to, like, the history is black, but also we don't know it. Yeah. All the time. But we should. We should. And that's what we're trying to do here with our BLM episodes to support, uh, you know, our best way that we could do that is talking about black historical figures and how cool they are. Mm -hmm. So we will continue to do so in the future. Next time. Next time. Next time. Uh, I said thank you for joining us. Uh, You can send us an email at stericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com if you have any interesting information about cowboys, especially black cowboys or cowgirls. I just don't know what the female version is. I, mean, I think it's cowgirl. Is it cowgirls? I mean, like, I know that's a word, but, like... 
I mean, in my experience, they always just called them rodeo queens. Uh, I think you had to win that, probably. Uh, Or if you want to send us an email about anything else, please do. Uh, And then you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram now. Just, you know, if you search hysterical history, as long as your internet's working, it will Google for you. It'll (laughs) it'll go. Um, And you can join us on Patreon. Um, We have a Discord exclusively for our patrons where we chit-chat about stuff. It's pretty fun. And, uh, yeah, we yeah. appreciate all our patrons. Thank you for supporting us. Love you a lot. You're so nice. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeehaw. My my cousin was a rodeo princess when she was young. Oh. Yeah, she had a little pony. She trotted out. Nice. I was like, oh, rodeo princess. Aww, cute. They had a little sash and everything. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>